live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 0590. I've been listening to your show for years and years and years. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. We talk frequently about the very poor discipline in schools these days, the proliferation of bad behavior, and no consequences for the kids who engage in bad behavior. State lawmakers in West Virginia are now debating a bill that they say will tackle the problem in their elementary schools. This would give the teachers much more ability to remove disruptive students in a bill that passed the House of Representatives yesterday in West Virginia. Yeah, it said that they could remove them and the kid would not return until the teacher consented to their return. Um, And also, and this is why this isn't already a rule, I don't know, but the law would say there has to be a mandatory meeting between the school and the child's guardian. How is that not already Yes. A thing. If your kid is acting out, even if they're not at the point where they're allowing the teachers to remove them, at the very least, that should be required. It should be required. And to the point that you say to the child's guardian, your child's not allowed back until we sit down and figure this out. Mm -hmm. It seems like a very common sense approach. There are members of the legislature who are fighting against this. They say, what about the students with disabilities? What about them? I think teachers may overreact in the case of these students. And then you could be violating federal law is what they're saying. Uh, You have to look at that. One, I think there's a lot that that's always the what if when it comes to discipline, which says to me, someone who's not in the school, if we're always saying what if then perhaps those with special needs should not be a part of the mainstream classroom until they have proven that that they they can handle that. Because it says, if it's always those that was, with special needs are the ones being removed or being disruptive, they, they don't know how to handle that setting yet. Mm-hmm. And, and they shouldn't be a part of it until they do. And they should take into consideration all of the other kids because they're being robbed of the opportunity to learn when this disruption occurs repeatedly. Senate Education Chair Amy Grady is a Republican. She's opposed to this. She says, when you're talking about elementary students, you need a more nuanced discipline approach. There's no elaboration on what she has in mind. I'm going to trust the teachers to make the evaluation that I've given ample opportunities to this particular student. We've now reached a point where they need to be removed from the classroom. Yeah, and I don't think that it would take very long to identify a teacher that is always sending kids out to say, okay, perhaps it's not the kids. Perhaps they their idea of any disruption is very, very low, and they're not very tolerant. I, I I think you could easily figure that out. Mm-hmm. 512-836-0590. Catherine has some comments on another story we've been discussing. Western Oregon University has a new grading system. Starting in the fall of this year, students will no longer receive an F or a D on their report card. Instead, they'll get an NC, no credit. They'll have to 
take the course again and pass if they ultimately want to earn credit. Catherine, welcome. How are you this afternoon? I'm great. Hi, Mark and Melinda. How are y'all doing? Great. Thank you. You know, I was listening and I agreed with everything y'all said about this topic, but I did think of another um, angle. And that is if a person really does want to finish their college degree, but they're on scholarship and the scholarship is based on a GPA. If you get a D or F, that affects your GPA. And uh, if they change to the NC for no credit, then it wouldn't affect your GPA. And you could keep your scholarship and continue on with college. It was just one thought. Yeah, the proponents of this uh, are saying it, it will not affect your GPA. The NC will not count toward it. Well, and I See, have mixed big deal. Yeah. and I have mixed feelings on that. One, um, we know how extremely expensive school has gotten, and scholarships are big helps. But at the same time. You have to know that when you have a scholarship and there's requirements of a certain GPA, if you are sincere about following through and keeping that, then you should be able to keep the GPA that they say and and face the loss if you're not doing the work. I understand what you're saying. I just know, you know, from, from being there, sometimes you find yourself in a class and then it's just not going right. But everything else is going well and... You kind of didn't know what you got yourself into. Anyway, I can just see that it would benefit some people. Would one? I I I don't remember because unfortunately it's been quite some time. Does one class bring down? If you're doing well in all the other classes, does one class that maybe you just aren't getting does does can that bring that down far enough for you to lose your scholarship? It could if you're not you know if you're just making you know average grades and all the others not high enough to, you know, balance it out, uh, especially like your very first semester. Mm-hmm. Um, any one grade can affect it a lot. If you're in your fourth year, one grade will not affect it that much. Do you, uh, what's your thinking as to why mm-hmm. some students make F's and D's in that very first semester of college? Oh my gosh, it's all of the above. It's partying, it's not being prepared from high school. It's, you know, it can be all of the above. It, it can be, I have no idea what I signed up for. That was not the right class. <laughs> it can be any of those things. Yes, yes. All right. Thank you so much, Catherine. You have a good day. Thanks, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. Again, this is Western Oregon University. They've adopted a new grading system. No more Fs or D minuses. For the students, they'll get an NC. No credit will be shown on their report card. And then if they do want to earn credit for that class, they have to retake it and they have to pass it. And the proponents of this believe this will this will keep a lot of kids from getting discouraged when they make an F or a D in that very first semester. And then they'll stay in school. They believe kids get discouraged when they see Fs and Ds and they end up dropping out and they don't finish. I'm probably going to say something that'll get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go ahead, Melinda. If you're discouraged by that instead of motivated, that speaks more to you as a person. That, that's what I have to say. For me, that seems like it's motivation. I need to kick it in high gear. I need to meet with this teacher and figure out 
what I need to do to properly understand this Mm -hmm. and make sure that I'm not getting a D or an F. Not just throw your hands up and go, oh, I didn't do it. I'm I'm a failure. I need to walk away. And then in the next level, if they make it to the private sector, how will they handle adversity when they do get a job? If they do get a job, will they have the tenacity to fight through adversity and prevail? Or again, will they be so psychologically devastated that they quit or they have to be fired? I would guess the latter. Everyone needs to face adversity and, and learn how to deal with it and Those overcome it. usually are your biggest learning times is when you have failed. That's usually when you learn the most about yourself and about moving forward. All right, 512-836-0590. It's Mark and Melinda live and local 312 at KLBJ. On your radio or streaming on your digital device, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. A woman in Arkansas is getting a lot of attention on TikTok. She has shared the story of how she got fired on her very first day on the job at a company in Arkansas. She says that she was an hour late arriving and the boss was furious and said, turn around, you're gone, you're fired. Uh, And she said, wait, I drove through two to three inches of snow to get here. Cut me some slack. I'm here, aren't I? Okay. Uh, Again, mixed feelings on this. Um, A part of me feels for her because she says she doesn't drive in snow. It's her first time to drive in snow. She's never done it before. I get that. As someone who grew up in Texas, I didn't see snow till I moved here. <laughs> to Austin. To Austin, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I get that part of it. But the other part is, did you call ahead and say, I'm on my way, but I have to tell you, I may be slow because I'm not used to these conditions. Did you take into account that you've never driven in snow before and so you left your house way earlier than you thought um those are things that i would like to know the answer to because i can see if they had no word from her and she was supposed to be there an hour and an hour went by and they they didn't know what was going on that they just go okay she's not she's not reliable mm-hmm. that's not a good first impression no it is not and, and the boss told her look you already missed the necessary training that we had planned for you right off the bat you're done that's it and uh, she now has almost a million views on her video where she's complaining about how she was treated uh, she said you know I can understand that they were upset that I was an hour late but I was apologetic. Couldn't they have some mercy? Couldn't they cut me some slack? I'm a single mother. I'm not used to driving in the snow. Well, and she said the response to that, and this is her words, was they basically said, we got here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Where have you been? It was not a blizzard. Uh, Let's go to Mike in Westlake. He's got some comments on Western Oregon University. They are dropping the F and D letter grades starting in the fall of this year. Hey, Mike, welcome. How you doing today? Hi, thank you. Uh, I have a rather cynical comment to make about that, and perhaps I'm wrong in doing this, but it's something to consider. Uh, 
have you thought about the possibilities of these giving incompletes to encourage these students to stay enrolled so the tuition money might continue to come in? No, no. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't think you're wrong for thinking that at all. Yes, we've had other callers I suggest hate, that. I hate to say it that way, but it's, it's, uh, it's something to think about, uh, particularly in this day and time. Yes, that, that very well may be the true reason why they're doing this, Mike. Well, I don't know, of course. I'm not there, but it's just something to think about. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You Appreciate bet. Appreciate it. Have a good day. 512-836-0590. The Michigan mother who's on trial for manslaughter in connection with her own son who took a gun to the high school and murdered four students is continuing. This is Jennifer Crumley. She and her husband were called to the school. You remember this story. The school said, you need to get up here. Look at these drawings your son is making. We want you to take him home. She and the husband stormed out and left him there at the school. He was returned to the classroom where he had a gun in the backpack, and he ended up murdering four students. Well, now Jennifer Crumley, the mother, is on trial right now, and she took the stand in her own defense today. In this manslaughter trial, if she's convicted, she could get up to 60 years in prison. And just what I'm reading from some of the questions that she was asked and the way that she answered and some of the evidence that was presented, uh, taking the stand in her own case was not a smart decision. Terrible Um, decision. They are presenting her with her son's diary and things that he wrote in there uh, concerning his parents knowing that he had mental health issues, but they were unwilling to help him out. Um, she got on the stand and, and testified that they had a really close relationship. And then the state brought out the diary that suggested otherwise. And then uh, just they're presenting her with texts between her son and her. And it just sounds like she will say something, and they've got evidence to the contrary to everything she says. Yeah, they have presented uh, dental evidence showing that he had 13 cavities, and her response was, well, he never was very good at brushing his teeth. Uh, They also presented a diary entry where the son wrote, I have zero help for my mental problems, and it's causing me to shoot up the blanking school. I want help, but my parents don't listen to me, so I can get some help, is what he wrote in his diary. And she was up there on the stand claiming that they were close. They had a good relationship. Yeah, you you mentioned the teeth. They said that the room was in just horrible condition, which says to me they they weren't even checking on him. It was like he didn't exist, at least in her eyes, and we don't know the, the husband's side, but it was as if that... Ethan did not even exist to them. In no way does this excuse his behavior, but the household wasn't healthy for him, and they had no care for him. They're talking about he was sending texts about some of the concerns he had. Mom didn't answer, just wouldn't answer him back. The mom and the dad bought him the handgun. The mom took him to the range. And then even reported to being happy about the experience of going with him to the range. Uh, She's going to be convicted of manslaughter based on how all of this is lining up. Yeah. And again, I will say I don't think that that was the smartest move on their case to put her on the stand. Because I think that pretty much 
uh, does her in, as it should, because yes. I, I never have questioned whether or not they should be charged and found guilty. I always I have, from the beginning, this just validates that. Yeah, uh, the mom and dad had one final opportunity at that meeting at the school to save the day, but they did not say a word in the meeting with the school officials. Yes, we bought him a gun recently, and we've been taking him to the range. Yeah. And we know that he's mentally ill. They didn't say a word about any of that. They stormed out of the meeting. And the school didn't search the backpack. They sent him back to the classroom. And then the funerals followed Mm. for Mm -mm -mm -mm. classmates. 512-836-0590. The Washington Examiner is reporting today that U.S. taxpayer money is being funneled to non-governmental organizations. These are charities. These are religious groups and others. The U.S. State Department and a United Nations group are sending some $2 billion to these groups who, in turn, hand the money over to illegal aliens to help them make their way to the United States to cross the border. This is money cards, envelopes of cash, other benefits paid for by U.S. taxpayers under the Biden administration. I know that I think that most people have somewhat sympathy um, for people that are here that have nothing. You don't want to see them out in the cold. You don't want to see them starving. Um, But something else I don't want to see them flush with our cash. Uh, If you're going to do this, you do this with, fine, we have a hotel room, you stay there. There is to be no cash exchanged or given, period. I I agree completely. Some of them are getting uh, debit cards that can be electronically refilled with funds if they're drained. Uh, The Center for Immigration Studies has looked at U.S. government records from the State Department And that's how they have discovered this program. Uh, They say the State Department has handed out $1.4 billion to international groups just over the last year to be distributed among these illegal immigrants making their way from their home countries to the United States. So that's about $4.5 billion over the entire time that Biden's been there. Yes. And then the second program is $1.4 billion dollars to the International Organization for Migration. That's a United Nations organization. They have been distributing that $1.4 billion to 30 faith-based nonprofit groups, Jewish, Lutheran, Seventh-day Adventist, Catholic, non-denominational evangelical groups. You get the idea. These groups, in turn, are then giving the U.S. taxpayer money to illegal immigrants. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago, I think, I saw an article about the U.N. and the money that we're given the U.N. that's turning around, and they're paying for the travel. So many times we ask the question, where do they get the money to travel, to make all of that travel arrangements to get here? And that article was saying that the money that we give to the U.N., they're turning around and advertising, hey, we, we've got the travel vouchers for you. Uh, we will get you to the U.S., Again, I ask, why do we give money to the U.N.? I have yet to see anything, and I'll say what I've said before. I'm sure at one time it was beneficial. doesn't seem to be any longer. Oh, there are so many examples of why it needs to be chopped. You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590, related to that story about immigration. TheHill.com says the anger is building among House Democrats over these negotiations 
on money for the border. The Democratic Caucus, the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, the Progressive Caucus, and others are furious over what they hear being leaked out over the negotiations. Number one, they're mad that they're not at the negotiation table. Number two, they're mad because it sounds as though there's nothing in there that they want. There's no mention of broad amnesty for illegal aliens, no mention of amnesty for illegal immigrants who were brought here as children. They call them the dreamers. And so it says uh, all of these members of the left in the House may end up voting against this if it ever does emerge on the House floor. Uh, Darn. Um, So sorry. We should not be given a blanket amnesty for the millions upon millions that were allowed to enter illegally just because Biden said so. Not because they they have gone through any immigration policy or reform. None of that has taken place. They just were told, come here illegally and we'll let you in. You don't give amnesty to that. No. Can you imagine those Venezuelans that attacked the New York police yeah. officers and then flipped the bird to the news cameras when they got released from jail, Mm, mm -mm. giving them any kind of legal status. No. 512-836-0590. It's 327 with Mark and Melinda. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. The Wall Street Journal is now reporting that Senate leader Chuck Schumer says the text of the border security bill could be released as soon as tomorrow. And he says that the vote on the bill will happen on Wednesday of next week. He says the text will be released at the latest on Sunday. Count on a vote on Wednesday. This is the uh, border bill that's been negotiated by some members of the Senate and the Biden administration. It would be tied to money for Ukraine, according to Schumer. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking at another version out of the Hill that said uh, Schumer announced Thursday Senate negotiators will unveil the long-awaited text of a bill funding the war in Ukraine and addressing border security. That's what's wrong. I don't even care. That's what's wrong with this moving forward. Since when are we putting funding war in Ukraine above border security? It should never be that way. I don't care who's president. I don't care who's who's leader and what party. It should always be our border of, you know, everything in our nation, mm-hmm. all other nations. Yes. We come first. Exactly. America first. If that's how you want to put it, <laughs> yes. Uh, we go to Mike at 332 on Mark and Melinda. Mike, welcome. How are you, sir? Oh, great. How are y'all? Fine, Mike. Welcome. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk about the Dreamer thing. Thing just real quick. Um, I've said this before, but now seems like an opportune time to repeat it. Um, this is part of the long-term Democrat plan. You let 30 million illegal immigrants in. You you grant them all blanket amnesty, citizenship, voting rights, with the assumption that they will all vote Democrat, which means the end of the Republican Party at the national level, and we become a one-party country, just like China which has been the dream of Democrats for generations. Yeah, it would uh, lock in Democrat Mm -hmm. dominance of the federal government and other levels. Yeah, I I agree with you, Mike. We've been saying that here, well, almost since Biden took office. Uh, Yeah, yep. 
And and remember, uh, there are other parts of their plan that they haven't been able to move on yet, but they haven't forgotten those. One oh, is yes. statehood for Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, another one is pack the Supreme Court. You add enough yep. new seats that a Democrat president can pick enough to lock in a liberal majority on the Supreme Court. Yep. Yeah, you're you're right on track. That's that they have a number of agenda items like that, um, and they're really pushing them forward. Yep, all about power, nothing to do with the the will or the right of all of us. Mike, exactly. uh, where where do you stand on this negotiated bill that we're about to see when it comes to the border security package? What are your thoughts on that? It's ridiculous. It doesn't provide. It, it's just like y'all have been saying all along. It doesn't provide any security. All it does is just facilitate the entry of these people. It puts more people uh, bringing them in, uh, making it legal. So no, it doesn't protect the border. It's still open. I'll be curious to see what it is, but in no way do I think if they if he says the latest they're going to release it is Sunday or Monday, that by Wednesday. After it has taken months and months and months and months to come up with the text for the bill, that that is enough time for everyone that's going to be voting on it to read it, understand it, ask questions if they have it. (laughs) Of course not. Do you remember when Nancy Pelosi, uh, people were complaining about the Obamacare uh, bill? Pass it and read it? (laughs) Yeah, we, we have to pass it so we can read it. And that exactly. <laughs> is, I, I don't even know how you can call yourself a real person that says, well, we'll just pass it and then we'll figure out what's in it. When it has a huge impact on everyone, every American living in this nation, it is going to impact you what they do or don't do. That's the problem is that they, the Democrats are not interested in representing the people. They're interested in pushing their own far left agenda. Mike, good to hear from you. Have a nice day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 512-836-0590. Here is Republican Senator Rick Scott of Florida talking about how he believes the Senate Democrats are rushing through this border bill. Here's what he had to say. Well, first off, they don't care about the House. I mean, they want to try to cram this down. This I've been up here five years. Here's how it works. Since Biden took office, Schumer and McConnell get together. They decide a bill. They don't give us any time to review it. Right. They give it to us and expect us to vote on it that day. And if you don't vote for it, then you don't care about that issue. Hmm. Now, Schumer is saying uh, they may get to see it as early as tomorrow, but Sunday at the latest. So that would give them Sunday, Monday and Tuesday to review it and then vote on Wednesday. Yeah. And the, the argument is it's been several months where they've been writing this text and doing it in secrecy. So, you know, there's that. And then I'm seeing an argument about some of the senators have a small staff to ask them to be able to read it completely enough to debate it on the floor in just three days doesn't seem very doable. Here's Senator Ted Cruz with his thoughts on the negotiations on the so-called border security package bill. This Senate deal is a bad deal. I've made this case repeatedly to my Republican colleagues. The Speaker of the House has been unequivocal. This bill will not pass. It's dead on arrival in the House. And I said to my colleagues, all right, if it's not going to pass the House, what the hell are we doing? 
All right, 512-836-0590. Mr. Cruz, that's a question I ask every day. What are they doing? What are they doing up there? <laughs> Nathan is in Leander with Mark and Melinda at 338. Welcome aboard, Nathan. How are you today? Oh, not too bad. How are you guys doing? Great, Nathan. Thank you. Uh, man, I'd just like to put forth the question, you know, how can we organize or get together and collectively not pay taxes this year? <laughs> you mean your uh, federal taxes as a protest of all of this? Sure, why not? What can they do without our money? It would definitely uh, grab their attention. I just don't know how how you go about doing that. <laughs> yeah, how do we organize that without getting our dog shot? Yeah, and then you have the hurdle that uh, for a lot of folks, it's just automatically taken out by your employer mm-hmm. every two weeks when you get paid. So, well, how do we also get rid of the carrot on the stick? That's the child tax credit. Well, that you mean uh, the expansion of it that's moving its way through Congress now? Well, I mean, even what we have now, I mean, most people get back, or I wouldn't, I won't say most, but some people get back more than they've ever put in. Why would you know what's what's going to Get them to stop. No, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to make it even more generous if it gets all the way through both the House and the Senate. Uh, yeah, Nate- I mean, I had a buddy that worked at a call center for like, I don't know, I think he made $13 an hour, and he got like fifteen k back on his taxes. Holy cow. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, Nathan. I mean, uh, how, how many kids did he have, Nathan? Uh, well, him, between him and his girlfriend, I think they were claiming like seven, but... Wow. You, know, <laughs> oh, you think... say claiming. <laughs> yeah. Can we claim neighbor's kids? <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod, claiming. I don't know what was going on there, but yeah, he, I think he ended up getting like 14 and some high change K on his taxes. Wow. He was all gloating about it, and then he got a job at the post office, which is a whole nother can of worms. All right, Nathan, thank you. Have a good afternoon. We want to hear your thoughts, 512-836-0590. If you're just joining us, Senator Chuck Schumer, the leader in the Senate, has announced that the border security package will be unveiled as soon as tomorrow, Sunday at the very latest. And then Schumer is planning to call a vote on Wednesday of next week. And he says this border security bill will be tied in to more money for Ukraine, I don't know if they're going to tie in money for Israel. Did you catch that? I need to go back and reread that. I didn't see anything about Israel in the version that I read. It was just about Ukraine. And I wouldn't be surprised if they've now eliminated that since they've had so many calls about you need to stand up until Israel stop in, in ceasefire. I wouldn't be surprised if they said, well, then we're no longer going to fund or or give weapons to Israel. Here are the numbers. We'll work in more of your comments coming up just ahead. It's 512-836-0590. Mark and Melinda on KLBJ. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com or via the free KLBJ app. Chuck Schumer says the uh, border money package is almost finished. The text of the proposal will be released tomorrow or Sunday at the latest, and a vote will happen next Wednesday in the Senate. It would also include money for Ukraine and their war against Russia. We're getting your thoughts on it at 512-836-0590. Janice is with us at 345. Hello, Janice. How are you? 
I'm great. How are y'all doing today? We're good, thank you. So you had a caller just on about saying if he could uh, keep from paying his taxes to to federal taxes. There is a way to do it, but you have to be willing to um, make some sacrifices. I don't know the whole process or all the details, but there's something about you can make yourself a sovereign citizen of Texas, and then that would negate you having to pay any federal taxes. But with that comes, you don't pay any, you don't get any, like, um, federal disability or any of that. Um, so if anything happens, you, you, it's like, are you willing to sacrifice that, um, that sort of safety net? I thought you were going to say just sacrifice your freedom because you'll be in jail. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's perfectly legal to become a sovereign citizen of Texas. All right, uh, Janice, thank you. Have a good afternoon. Uh, I'm with you. I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, back to this border package. Uh, I'm going to phrase it that way. This is not border security. This is not securing the U.S. border. This is a, a more... Uh, it's speeding up the flow of illegal immigrants through the process. I call it speeding up the turnstiles along the border because uh, according to what's been reported on this, it contemplates 5,000 illegal crossings a day, every day in a one-week period, before they would have the ability to order a lockdown on the border and say no more people crossing seeking asylum. So it at that level, 5,000 a day, you're talking about well over 1 million people crossing in a year if it continues at that rate throughout the year. Yeah, if that's what's in there, all this is is a congressional sign-off on Biden's ridiculous policy. Christian Cinema, Murphy, the Democrat of Connecticut, and Lankford, the Republican of Oklahoma, have been the three senators leading the talks for months on this package. They need... 60 votes to pass it in the Senate. They have 51 Democrats. They, they need nine Republicans to get to 60, but the Republicans are saying, we want 25 Republicans to say yes to this before any Republican will vote for this package. On the Senate side? Yes, on the Senate side. Um, to me, I, I'm trying to figure this out. I know... The reported about the 5,000, you had Langford that came out and said that's not in there. So I'm really curious about the text of this. But when you put it out with just a few days to read it, I don't have the utmost faith that they're going to, I mean, maybe they don't read about the Ukraine part and just go and look at the border to see what's in there. I just, I, I'm curious to see if it's in there. Otherwise, you've got Langford that completely came out and lied to us by saying well, that's not in there you don't even know what's in the bill don't be talking about that and if these senators take their job seriously they read it and they actually debate it that number didn't come from thin air it, and the whole description of what they're talking about here just did not come from thin air it had one way or another it had to come out of these talks no absolutely but i think Langford's trying to cover his hiney um, in, in trying to say, because he came out, was it earlier this week or last week? On where Sunday. He was like, those yes. talks, uh, like, I don't know where they came from. But yeah. you're absolutely right. It wasn't just some reporter that sat down and said, yeah, this is what I'm going to say they're saying. 5,000, not, not a person more. Right. And that 5,000 number 
emerged very quickly early on months ago when they started talking about this. And and you're right, on Sunday, Langford was on, I think, the ABC Sunday show, and he said, that's an Internet rumor. That is false. We'll see. We will see. Watch it be, okay, 4,950. <laughs> you, you have to look at it very, very carefully. Mm-hmm. All right, 512-836-0590. In fact, Langford uh, contended that the goal of this is to completely shut down the border. That's what he was arguing on Sunday. We'll see. We shall see. Sam is in Cedar Park at 350 with Mark and Melinda on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Sam. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, what I wanted to say was, I, you know, I just don't know any other entity in existence that seeks to go borrow and spend money that they don't have to solve any problems. And it, that's, that's all I see coming out of Washington and, you know, mainly from both parties, but more so the Democrats, I got to say. But I, I think it's ridiculous that we have to, to go into debt every time we need to fix a problem. Yeah, that's always their answer, Sam. Uh, We need to spend more in an effort to try to solve it. But spending is wildly out of control, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Biden, there's talk about the amount of executive orders that Biden implemented. And it's very true. Uh, I I ran across a website that, that, that wrote an article in March of 2021. And as you recall, that's just, you know, a few, few months after he was inaugurated and, and they were going, they were listing off all the executive orders that he had done to change voter policy in the first hundred days. Yes. But this is a, this, this site was advocating for migration. So they were talking about, you know, being very, very critical, but it's not enough. And the odd thing was I posted a link to that article on social media and it, and it didn't show up. So I think there's definite of, uh, underground type of censorship that's going on of a lot of information. Uh, and, and there is proof that that does occur. Uh, someone may have decided, Sam, that you're spreading misinformation and therefore your uh, post uh, was well, throttled or removed. Yes. That's right. And it was actually a pro Biden immigration policy article written in March of 2021. So it, it was, but it did lay out all the actions he took. So it's out there to be to, found, to be found out, you know, what he did, and it had and, and he had nothing to do with anything Congress did, and it changed the. We saw we all saw the border change before our very eyes without Congress doing a single thing. Well, and that's and it why all there's with Biden. There's calls to yeah. that Biden coming out right now and saying, "I've done all I can do until Congress." And people are going, Bull, you changed all of this without Congress. You can change it right back. Well, I think he changed it so that that would create the problem. And then Congress would have, then they would say Congress has to act. That's how they do things. They create problems. Then they need Congress to step in and make new laws. Sam, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text. Shane is in Round Rock. Hi, Shane. Welcome. How are you? Good. How are, you, how are you guys doing today? Fine, Shane. Welcome. The reason for my call was I wanted to touch base on the this new tax codes or new earned income credit they're trying that they passed in Congress. Is that correct? Well, yes, Fine. Shane. the The House has passed a, a more generous uh, child credit and uh, some other. They say breaks for small businesses. 
So uh, go ahead. Is that what you were thinking of, Shane? Yes. So I'm a tax preparer, and I help with businesses. There's a caller that mentioned about taking that away. There's some good and bad in that. It helps with single parents or low-income families. That's great. And, I mean, per child currently in the 2024 tax year is about $3,995 per per child, potentially, depending on their income and their gross. What I'm afraid of is that it's going to be one way of Biden saying, hey, I helped the economy by doing that and securing those voters. The good thing about it is when you're a single parent, it does help. It helps those, those uh, parents in need of that. Shane, I agree with you that that Biden will grab onto it and say, give me credit. Here's what I'm doing for you. More help for struggling families, et cetera, for bolstering families. That'll be part of the message. That's correct. That's correct. Um, the The only negative thing about filing for this is that Parent, those particular lower income families will depend on that that income annually and they just don't want to improve to get past that and they'll depend on that that's the only thing that's negative about it but it only impacts you on a certain amount of income you make annually what what is the uh cap right now maximum income where you can be eligible to claim that and get it the cap is generally about sixty four thousand, but you could qualify with three children or more I'm not sure what the new policy is going to come out with, but basically right now I, when I file returns for my current clients that have three kids or more, depending on their income, they make about 10, 12 grand a month just off earning income credit. So I'm not sure what this new policy will increase, but it's, it's, I think it's going to be another way of Biden of saying, hey, I helped the economy. Well, and It's really the Republicans that helped as well. Yes, and uh, I think that credit uh, was implemented back in the 70s, if I recall. And uh, it has moved a lot of taxpayer money out of Washington to the recipients over the years. That's correct. That's correct. Shane, thank you. All right, have a good day, sir. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text us. Uh, There's another story we have in our stack where uh, Biden is going to issue an executive order, order targeting violent Israelis accused of violence in the West Bank against Palestinians. What are your thoughts on that, Melinda? Well, my first thought when I was reading it was, you've done executive orders. How about we, again, here, 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 where are the executive orders to stop any violent individuals from entering into our country? And then second, as you read it, um, is this his place to be doing this? I know he's only saying we're going to do sanctions. You're not going to get any U.S. money or be able to to um, trade or do whatever with the U.S. I don't know that that impacts them that much. I don't know what their financial situations are, but I just don't understand why he's doing this. He's doing this to get votes in Michigan. I, he's deathly afraid of losing Michigan. There's a large Arab and Muslim population that's very angry at him. This is designed to appease them. Does it? No. I don't think it will. No, it won't. We've got news next. Fox and Rachel with an Austin News update and more to cover live and local all the way to 6 o'clock. It's Mark and Melinda, News Radio KLBJ.